Welcome to The Real Deal on Drugs, a podcast where I try and answer some of the questions that young people ask me when I visit schools or that they send through to me via my blog, also called The Real Deal. Anyone can listen, but it's important to remember that what is being talked about is done so with young people in mind. For those who've heard me present at their school, I'll be covering some of the same material you may have already heard, but here I've got the opportunity to cover a couple of topics I don't often deal with in those talks. And of course, if you have friends who haven't heard me and you think they may be interested in what I say, you can now share this podcast with them. This is going to be the first time that I talk about an illegal or illicit drug in this podcast series. I did talk about nitrous oxide and nanging in a previous episode, but strictly speaking, that's not an illegal substance. It's a gas or a product that is legally available, but can be misused or not used for its intended legal purpose. So later, I'm going to take a look at ecstasy or MDMA. Now, I just need to make it very clear that whenever I talk about an illegal drug during this series, I will state clearly at some point, usually right at the very beginning, that it is illegal and that if you get caught with that substance, you are breaking the law and then that's going to be it. Young people often have very specific questions about the laws around alcohol and other drugs. And I may try to deal with some of those at another time. But I hope everyone listening understands that when I try to answer questions to do with illegal drugs, I have to be extremely careful that it doesn't appear as though I'm condoning illegal activity. That statement right at the start about the drug being illegal, as well as the consequences of breaking the law in this area, is very important, but I'm not going to harp on about it. I'm going to try to be as balanced as I can be and talk about why people choose to use a drug, that is, the positive effects, as well as to what can go wrong, and most importantly, what teens can do to look after each other. Once again, I'm going to look at the questions that young people have asked me about the topic and then try to roll as many of those into this episode. Most importantly, I want it to be helpful and not just a whole pile of scary information and short and long-term effects. What do young people really want to know about ecstasy or MDMA? Before we start, I just want to share with you the best piece of advice I ever received about the area I work in. Alcohol and other drugs is a controversial topic, and I can tell you from experience that you've always got to be extremely careful what you say and how you say it, or you can find yourself in a whole pile of trouble. I've been asked a number of times over the years by people starting out in the field for my advice on how to navigate through the area successfully, and I always say the same thing. I've worked with some incredible people over the years. In fact, in my first job in alcohol and other drugs many years ago, many of my colleagues from that time now work in amazing places like the World Health Organization and hold incredibly important positions in government departments and agencies across the globe. One of the best things about my job and the area that I work in is that I learn something new almost every day. Even putting this podcast together has led me to picking up a couple of new things. But the best bit of advice I ever received was from my first boss at the research centre I worked at, based at the University of New South Wales. I had just started doing media interviews and appearing on TV and radio, being asked questions about so many different substances and their effects. I was representing the centre and certainly didn't want to get things wrong. He took me into his office and said the following. There are no definites when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. There are lots of possibles, probables, and maybes, but no definites. So if you ever hear anyone say, 
when you take this, this will happen. It's best to walk away and ignore whatever else that person says because they're unlikely to know what they're talking about. We live in a world where we love things to be really easy and we present them as black or white. When it comes to drugs, it's never that simple. My catchphrase when I used to have my own spot on the radio station Triple J for many years was, different drugs affect different people in different ways. You could also add to that and say, and each time you use the same drug, you're likely to have a different effect. It would be so easy to say that when you drink a can of beer or snort a line of cocaine or pop a pill, that A, B, C and D will happen. And no for certainty that that will occur. But that's simply not true. It doesn't always work that way. We can say this is likely to happen, the possible, probables and maybes, but due to a range of factors, there is no absolute certainty. That's why, if you ever choose to make the decision to drink alcohol or use any other drug, as much as you hope the effect will be the one you were hoping for, there's always a possibility that something else could happen. If you're not prepared for that, and you aren't willing to accept that there are no definites, then you simply shouldn't be doing it. Okay, so let's look at ecstasy or MDMA, a drug with unique effects. Sadly, we only ever really hear about this drug when a death occurs. Deaths are rare, but when they happen, they get a great deal of media attention, and it is often difficult to understand why that person died, and others who took the same drug at the same time appeared to experience few, if any, problems at all. When I looked at all the questions I get from young people in this area, they can be grouped into three categories. The first is around what's the difference between the terms ecstasy and MDMA, and do pills and capsules or caps contain the same things? Secondly, is something I've already mentioned, and that is around ecstasy-related deaths. How do a group of people use exactly the same thing, but only one of them gets sick or even dies? And then finally, if someone does become unwell after taking this drug, what should friends do? Now, that's a lot of things to cover, so I'd better get started. Ecstasy is a street term for the chemical methylene dioxymethamphetamine, MDMA. What that means is that when people buy ecstasy, the actual drug or substance they are after is MDMA. MDMA works by increasing levels of a number of neurotransmitters in the brain. One of these is serotonin, sometimes referred to as the feel-good neurotransmitter. What is unique about MDMA is that at the same time as causing the release of serotonin, it also blocks the receptor sites in the brain, preventing it from being reabsorbed. Our brain naturally releases serotonin, for example, when we laugh, making us feel good for a short time, but it would then be sucked back up pretty quickly. MDMA prevents that reabsorption, and as a result, serotonin levels in the synapses increase, producing feelings of euphoria and a need to be close to others that are associated with the use of this drug. Put really simply, instead of being sucked back up as it normally would, serotonin bounces around in the brain for an extended period of time. When MDMA first became popular in the US in the late 1970s and 80s, the street term ecstasy first began to be used, and it's hung around ever since. Over time, Due to the drug being illegal and not being manufactured under great quality control conditions, 
When you bought what you believed to be ecstasy, there was no way of actually knowing whether it did contain MDMA or not. Ecstasy has long been identified as a notoriously impure drug, with users having no way of knowing what they are actually taking. Supplies of MDMA across the world have fluctuated dramatically over time as governments have found ways of reducing manufacturers' access to the chemicals needed to make it. Unfortunately, sometimes some of the substances substituted for MDMA, or even added to the mix, and these are often referred to as adulterants, can be particularly toxic and far more dangerous than MDMA itself, and this has sadly led to some fatalities. So ecstasy and MDMA used to mean the same thing, or at least they were supposed to. But over time, particularly here in Australia, the terms are often used to describe different things, and often that's got to do with the form they come in. Ecstasy or MDMA can be sold as pills or tablets, capsules or caps, powder and in crystal form. Without a doubt, pills and tablets were once the most common form used in this country. That has changed dramatically in recent years, with the use of pills decreasing and caps becoming increasingly popular. This change is probably due to the decline in purity of tablets that occurred in the early 2000s, coupled with an uncertainty around the actual drugs being taken, as well as a perceived rise in the purity of capsules. Now we hear people who use this drug increasingly differentiate between lower quality ecstasy tablets, often referred to as pills or pingers, and high quality MDMA caps, which are often referred to as a pure form of the drug. But it doesn't seem to be quite that simple. There have been times when capsules have been found to contain low-strength MDMA, a completely different substance, or in some cases, no active compound whatsoever. Similarly, testing of some pills and tablets have identified the presence of extremely high-strength MDMA. A recent health alert issued by the New South Wales Health Department warned of both pills and capsules that had been tested and found to contain two to three times the common dose, making them potentially far more dangerous. Both forms had almost exactly the same MDMA content. There is evidence that ecstasy, no matter what form it is sold, is getting stronger. That is, there is a greater amount of MDMA present. This does not mean, however, that the pill or capsule is safe. It is important to remember that MDMA is not a safe drug and can cause harm, including death, particularly when used in very high doses. When you tell some young people that MDMA is likely to be more pure today than in the past, some believe that this means that it is safer. I'm pretty sure that if I said to you that I had some really pure heroin for you to use, you wouldn't jump up and say, that sounds like a really great idea. Most people have a general understanding that the greater the purity of heroin, the greater the risk of an overdose. It's the same with MDMA. The more pure, the greater the risk of an overdose. Now, the consequences of a heroin overdose and an MDMA overdose can be very different, but simply because a drug is more pure or stronger does not mean it is safer. When I used to have my regular spot on Triple J many years ago, two young women contacted me after having quite a frightening experience with ecstasy. They were very involved in the dance scene and had bought some testing kits that they were told could provide them with some information about what was in their pills. 
They used the kits and were pretty happy when the test indicated that they had indeed purchased pills that contained MDMA. As a result, they believed them to be safe. When the night arrived, they took the pills but were totally unprepared for what happened next. Within an hour of taking them, they both found themselves extremely unwell. They had very high body temperatures, found it difficult to cool down, and were extremely nauseous. One of them began to vomit and was eventually found by a security guard in quite a bad state. She was eventually transported to the emergency department of a local hospital and ended up having an overnight stay. They got in touch with me because they couldn't understand what had happened. They had tested their pills and they were MDMA. Why did they get sick? That's what you want to be in the pill. Now, I have no idea how accurate that testing kit was and whether their pills actually had MDMA in or not. But regardless, as I've said, MDMA is not a safe drug. Things can and do go wrong. So let's look at the next issue I get asked about, and that is around ecstasy-related deaths. It's important to acknowledge that these deaths are rare, but when they do occur, they attract a great deal of media attention. The story is usually splashed over the front pages of newspapers, and there is always a great deal of speculation about what could have caused the death. Often, authorities talk about a bad batch of ecstasy. That is, that the drug could have contained some particularly dangerous substance, but this is not always based on any real evidence. Unfortunately, it can take a very long time to establish what caused the death, and by the time the actual cause has been confirmed, the media has completely forgotten the story and moved on to something else, and the public never finds out what really happened. There have been many high-profile cases where someone has died after taking a pill or capsule that appeared to be exactly the same as the one their friends took, and nothing happened to them. The drug was bought at the same time, from the same dealer, had a similar design or logo, apparently coming from the same batch, and even though one person died, the friends who took the same thing didn't even get sick. So why would different people have such different effects after taking what seems to be the same drug? The most important thing to remember for anyone considering using any drug, whether it be legal, illegal, or pharmaceutical, is that, as I've said before, different drugs affect different people in different ways. More importantly, each time a person uses any substance, they are likely to get a different effect. Even if the user takes a pill or cap that contains only MDMA, as I've already said, this does not mean that it is safe. People have died from MDMA poisoning or overdose. If we look at the information we have on ecstasy-related fatalities, apart from those that are caused by poisoning, they can be the result of overheating, usually resulting in respiratory collapse, water intoxication or internal drowning, this is when water is retained, flooding to the brain, or heart failure. Why this may happen to some and not others is not always clear, but in some cases they could certainly be the result of an undiagnosed medical condition. However, the death could also be due to something as simple as a tragic set of circumstances some unique reaction to a substance in the pill or cap, or plain and simple bad luck. Back in the late 90s, I was working at a dance event when we had a major incident. A young couple had bought some pills and when they arrived at the party, they broke one of them into two 
and took half each. The guy had taken the drug many times before and had never had a problem, but his girlfriend was totally new to the experience. All was fine for the first hour, and then suddenly the young man started to feel very hot. His body temperature soared and he became flushed and very uncomfortable. Knowing something was wrong, he took his girlfriend off the dance floor and tried to cool himself off. She fanned him, poured cold water over him, and took him outside where the temperature was significantly cooler. Nothing worked. In fact, he was heating up even more. Both very frightened, they made the decision to seek help. By the time they got to the medical tent, he had lost consciousness. His body temperature was through the roof, over 40 degrees Celsius. The medical staff tried to bring his temperature down, but nothing worked. An ambulance was called and he was rushed to hospital. Luckily, after a few days, he did recover and he managed to live to tell the tale. There was no explanation as to why this happened. His girlfriend took the other half of the pill and had no problems at all. The man was not a first-time user and the pill was not bad. Sometimes these things just happen. Drugs are unpredictable. Finally, how do you look after someone who has taken this drug and is unwell? The real problem with looking after someone who's used ecstasy or MDMA is that many of the warning signs that indicate that something could be wrong are also often regarded by many of those who use this drug as simply part of the ecstasy experience. Two warning signs that are often discussed are a particularly high body temperature and profuse sweating. Both these can lead to real problems such as overheating and dehydration and have been the causes of deaths in many cases. Most people are aware that when they take this drug, they're going to get hot and they're often in an environment where they're more likely to start sweating. Knowing the difference between what is normal or usual after taking ecstasy and what could actually mean that something is very wrong can be really challenging. If you've got a friend who's taken this drug and you're worried about them, my best advice here is to follow your heart. If it doesn't feel right, it usually isn't. If for any reason you think the situation is getting out of control and your friend is in trouble, regardless of what anyone else says, don't hesitate. Call for help immediately. The real problem with ecstasy or MDMA is that when things do go wrong, they go terribly wrong and usually very quickly. Getting someone who is in trouble to medical help as quickly as possible is vital. Apart from the signs I've mentioned already, muscle cramps and confusion, particularly if the person is unable to answer really simple questions, are also indications that things are not right. Sadly, often friends wait until the person experiences a significant event, like a seizure or the like, to, to call for medical assistance. Getting help early is vital, as I've said. Well, that's the end of another episode. As always, I'd love to get your feedback on what you've heard and whether you found it helpful. If you did, and you think someone you know may be interested in listening, make sure you share the podcast with them. If you have a question on anything to do with this area, send it to me by email and I'll do my very best to get it on a future episode of The Real Deal on Drugs. 